Whoa. Wow. Oh, we just my. got Marcel Ozuna. We just—he's back, the big bear. Let's go, wow. Luke. I, I am in shock, and I'm so excited, dude. I am so excited. This is the second time we've had a record today, and we've started both podcasts the exact same way. Wow. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm actually—I didn't think it was going to happen tonight. No I, one I really did. didn't I mean, think how, it was going to happen. How I, could you? I was ready to have a nice peaceful night. And then Alex Anthopoulos was just like, no, you're not David. No, you're not. <laughs> and I, I, thank you, Alex. I mean, I, I was going to, you know, sleep peacefully tonight anyways, I think, I hope, but like, this is great. This is, this is huge. Biggest news. Of, John of Heyman, season. John Heyman with the bomb. I saw it on Twitter. I saw, I saw like, it was, it was rumored. I saw like, Re- Marcel resigns, and it was like a guy with like 80k on Twitter. So I was like, hmm. "How credible sort of really is he?" I was like, "You know, do I really believe it?" And I was like, "All right, I'll wait it out, see what happens." And then five minutes later, John Heyman tweets, "Ozuna the Braves for you're doing." I was like, "Wow!" All right, so we're gonna go into depth with this. This this deal is huge. We'll get into depth with it, but you know, you just gotta wait it out. You gotta wait a bit. Okay, we gotta do a real intro. So, here we go. Tomahawk Talk, episode three. Here we go. huge this is huge luke this is this is the moment we've been waiting for i mean we've only been doing this this podcast for what is this this our third day day? this is day day. three this is our third podcast but you know we weren't expecting to do this again uh we literally said in episode two that we would likely see you all or like then our next podcast would be you know sunday either saturday or sunday or monday you know, we're probably going to do something on Sunday and maybe give our Super Bowl predictions or something ahead of time. and Or we could have waited until Monday for Luke to get his new microphone. So, but no, Alex, no, Anthopoulos, Alex Anthopoulos was uh, listening to our podcast, actually. And he was like, yeah, these kids know what they're talking about. Let, so he calls up Marcelo Zuna and be like, four years, 65 million? Sound good? And with a, like, with a, I believe there was also a player's option in there for um. There, yes, there's a well player option too. Year. So we didn't. We'll get into so, the, those details, but like, we're we're actually the reason why Marcelo Zuna is a brave, because uh, Alex Anthopoulos was one of our 34 listeners for the first episode. Isn't that crazy? That is very wild. I know he actually just uh, texted me and uh, told me, like, oh really? Thanks, David. Thanks, Luke. 
Y'all are awesome. <laughs> True story. True well, story. We love you too, Alex. We love you too. Alex and Thank you for getting I mean, it done. I met you at Shop Fest a few years ago, and now you're probably about to go on my Instagram story. So, being like, just a picture of uh, a goat. And then Alex <laughs> Anthopoulos. But, no. yeah, bad jokes. But we're here. <laughs> you don't have to rub I mean, that's true. It's true. But you don't have to sorry, rub it in like sorry. that. Like, sorry, sorry. It's a little excessive there. Okay. <laughs> this is insane. I was actually uh, driving to go get some dinner earlier. And uh, I'm driving with with my buddy. We're going to go pick some di some dinner. And I get a text from Luke like are you seeing this stuff on twitter and like i wasn't able to like respond i was driving yeah so Actually, i get to where i'm going and I, yeah. then i check my phone i'm like oh my goodness we just we don't uh, we did it we did it and i immediately made a post and ate dinner kind of rushed back here and here we are this is this is the moment we've all been waiting for We've been waiting for three All days. No, three days on this I've, podcast. But we, but as we've, as podcast as, guys, we've been waiting for three days. As Braves fans, as fans, we've been waiting for months. <laughs> months. Ever since ever since um the last game, that's what I've been waiting for. Was that it's been about three three and a half months now, but we yeah. finally got it done. We got it done. So. Wow. So uh, we'll we'll discuss it. Uh, so, uh, what do you say? It was a four-year deal worth sixty-five million dollars. That's a, that might seem like a lot of money, but for a guy like Marcelo Zuna, as good of a hitter as he is, that's pretty darn cheap. From what I've seen, I mean, he we we I was expecting anywhere from the eighty-five to ninety mil range. Um, when I was hearing what uh, four like three or four years, 85, 90 mil, but man, Absolutely. oh man. I mean, I assume he probably had some offers like probably above 65 million. Oh, for sure. But the fact that he actually signed for 65 million, that is about that is, you know, we're talking about like we, 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 all we want to talk about is like. Ronald Acuna and Ozzy Alves and how team friendly those uh, those extensions were. This is like this is this guy led the National League in two of the three triple crown categories last year. Finished fourth in the MVP voting. And how much is that going to be per year? Fif I think fifteen mil. Oh, just fifteen six. Little 16. over sixteen point two five mil. Yeah. That's so cheap for an MVP candidate. I mean, I know you may like you may tell yourself he, but he's such a huge liability in left field. We we knew that coming into last year, and we signed him anyways, and we yeah. had no idea there was going to be a designated hitter in the National League, but there was, and it was like a you know it was match made in heaven. Without Marcelo Zuna, I don't know. Would we have been nearly as good as we, we wouldn't were? have been? We wouldn't have been the same team at all. And I yeah. think, not not even just team wise, you know, with like with the year he had, but also, I mean, just I mean, you see the 
impact he has in the clubhouse too. It like as a leader, I mean that's that's huge. Him, Freddie, I mean Nick Markakis, all those guys are huge. And to get him back on a on a long term deal, not just a, a one year deal, a four or five year deal, that is the biggest thing in that's happened a biggest deal the Braves have made in in quite a while. I don't think they've made mm-hmm. a long term deal like that since oh, I don't even mm-hmm. know when. So more details on the contract for the four years. Um, you know, I'm seeing everywhere that it's, it's I'm seeing in some places at 64 million, some places at 65. So it's somewhere in that range. Um, but as a fan, that shouldn't make any difference. We're, you should just be happy. We got Marcelo Zona period. <laughs> but uh, he, the deal also includes a fifth year option uh, that according to Ken Rosenthal uh, could increase the guaranteed uh, money to Ozuna at 80 million. According to the athletic, someone a source told the athletic. So that's, that's absolutely insane. Like this is what we've been waiting for as, as Braves fans, you know, it's our last big signing, like big, big, big signing was Charlie Morton. That was November 24th. We can finally say, you know, that's two and a half months about. Yeah. The wait is over. We just made the biggest signing of this offseason, at least, I, I guess you, you could say probably in the National League East. I mean, I, well, I may, I guess Rio Muto is also in that conversation as well. Yeah. Um, James McCann doesn't even compare. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I mean, the, and then the Lindor thing was a trade, not a signing. So, yeah, you know, Ozuna, Real Muto. I mean, you know, we, one of the things that, like, I kept saying because I run Braves page, Braves News One One on Instagram. Shout out is like people have uh, people have been so like concerned that all these other teams in the National League East keep getting better and we're basically sitting ducks and Alex Anthopoulos is Alex Anthopoulos is likely just on his couch eating potato chips watching football. <laughs> yeah. Really? Well I don't he might have been for two and a half months, but he's awake now. <laughs> he's awake. He's like I think he said, oh he's like got the alert Trevor Barry. He's like, oh let me just go re-sign Marcelo Zuna real quick. So what does this mean for the Braves moving forward? Um, David O'Brien just tw- uh, tweeted out uh, a few minutes ago. Um, the signing should leave at least 10 to 12 million in the Braves budget. If we decide our payroll uh, should reach 140 million. So we we're at about 128 to 130 for 2021. Um, so we have a little bit of spending money left uh that's just an approximation that's not the exact figure um but i don't really know how accurate 140 million dollars is for the braves budget i mean that's not really something that is really accessible to for the public to see uh but uh david o'brien notes that uh this should leave enough to sign a guy like melanson and also maybe bring back Shane Green and Adam Duvall, players like that. But if we want to go over budget a little bit, we can still go out 
get Justin Turner if we really wanted to. That would get make us go a little bit over budget, probably, but it's still a possibility, I guess. I don't really know how much spending money we have left over, but you know, we got to bolster our bullpen too, so we got a little bit of money left over to do that. So, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm just in shock right now. I mean, I'm it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I was just eating dinner and I like couldn't even eat. I was just like, I should eat, I should really eat, but like at the same time, I got to get back and record this podcast. Like this <laughs> is huge. So, I mean, also John Heyman actually just tweeted out, um, Braves are figuring probably correctly with the Ozuna signing that there will be a DH in the NL. So, um, don't know exactly what that means. It says but- next season. That says next season, and if not this one, so yeah, I think I think he's talking about uh, since the the collective bargaining agreement happens uh, next off season. Uh, it's very 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 likely that National League will have a DH from twenty twenty two on, and it's it's still up in the air that there might be a DH next year and or this year in twenty twenty one rather. But wow, this is this is huge. This is unbelievable. I mean, our patience paid off. Braves country, your patience has paid off. We got Ozuna back for four years, possibly five. That bat behind Freeman for the next four years. We've solidified the four hole for the next for the foreseeable future. Absolutely. And there will be no, there's no questions like we've had the last three, four off seasons. Who's going to be behind Freddie? Who's the guy that's going to protect Freddie? You know, the Nick Markakis. Nick Markakis was never a great cleanup hitter. Like he was never a great option. No. You know, he was just the best that we had. You know, he, and he could definitely drive in runs. He was an RBI machine. In 2020, it was a different story. He struggled in 2020. And I think Nick Markakis, um, his time in Atlanta is likely done. He's a free agent right now. I don't, I, I really don't see him coming back, but it's still possible he, that Nick Markakis will be a brave in 2021. But, you know, as, as a fan, as a guy who follows this team really closely, you know, we got our outfield set. We got Acuna in right, uh, Pache in center. Maybe. Uh, and then Ozuna in left. Or at DH, if there's a DH. Um, so, obviously, this this move kind of... If there is no DH in 2021, uh, this will kind of be a good buffer to allow Drew Waters, no relation to me... <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of an inside joke. I, I always kind of joke around that Drew Waters is His my cousin. cousin or something, but he's not. You heard it here. He is not my cousin. Although that'd be really cool. Drew Waters, if you're out there. Hey, come on the podcast, Drew. Yes, um, come on the podcast. That would be huge. Thank you're, you. You're Thank your you for listening, co- first of all. Join your fake cousin. Yes, remember me from ShopFest, huh? I remember. <laughs> we met. You were like, you greeted me at the gate. You're 
I was just and you actually recorded a video for Braves News 101. I still appreciate that. That was so cool. And that was in 2022. That was like right before everything just went wow. Like it went down fast. Down in the toilet. I guess you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know, at least something good happened in 2020, huh? Uh yeah. But uh Drew Waters, he, he, that gives him another year to you know, figure, figure out, you know, looking at Drew Waters stats in the minors, uh, he's kind of like Pache. I mean, except he's a much better hitter than Pache, but his strikeout numbers are a little high, a lot higher than I would have liked to see. Um, you know, let me just go ahead and pull up his stats um, just to kind of give you guys an idea. Um, he, in 2019, and uh, 527 at bats, uh, 39 walks and 164 strikeouts, and that's in double and triple A. You know, and and obviously, if he comes up to the majors, you're going to be facing better pitching uh, and pitchers who have access to all these analytic, all this analytical stuff. So he's going to be, be facing better pitching. So those strikeout numbers are likely going to go up. So if we can just give Drew Waters an extra year to try and get the strikeout numbers down, uh, get the walk rate up too, um, I think that would be huge. Yeah, no doubt. I think it's good. It definitely gives him time to, you know, just, I mean, get better. Him and um, Pache potentially, if mm-hmm. you know, if we have Pache down in AAA, um, we'll see. And if we were to start out the season and give Ender Enciarte a, a chance to kind of prove himself a little bit, you know, let him start in center field. Yeah, um, I know a lot of Braves fans probably don't want to see Ender Enciarte even in a Braves uniform anymore. That's, in my opinion, that's kind of unnecessary to, you know, put that much stuff, like that much weight on Andrew Enciarte's shoulders when he was, when he's really helped out the team the last few years. Like, you know, if Freddie Freeman were to start like going downhill, I hope, I'm not saying he will. <laughs> this is just an example. But if <laughs> Freddie Freeman just, you know, after his winning an MVP last year, if he just go, starts going downhill and he hits like 220 in 2021, we're just going to be like, eh, Freddie Freeman, you know, call it Bryce Ball or somebody. We're not going to do that. You know, he, Andrew Cerrote's had a couple rough years. Yes. But l- look at his stats before, I guess, before 2019. Look at the production that he had for us in 2017 and 2018, especially 2017. He was a very, very good hitter. He stole bases. Defensively, he was one of the best center fielders in baseball. So d- don't don't get me started about Andrew Cerrote being a bad player. I think if if we can if he can show any shades or sign of 2017 self, you know, just maybe if he even just hits, you know, 270, 280, few bombs, and then plays that elite defense in center field. Mm-hmm. 
I think at, at the eighth spot, especially that could be maybe a mentor, you know, a mentor even to Pache in the outfield. Mm-hmm. That's that's huge. I think that really yeah. opens up doors for a bunch of opportunities. Yeah, and that could really go a long way if we can get Ender Inciarte to work with Christian Pache. Um, that would be huge. I mean, both of them are elite defensive center fielders. So, um, I think definitely the 2021 season is looking is trending in the right direction. I think we still have a few missing pieces, especially in our bullpen. Um, that we have several question marks, uh, especially like in the closer role. Um, Shane Green is also kind of up in the air. I, I, don't, I haven't really heard any rumors on Lanson or Shane Green. Um, but typically, relievers that aren't like elite, elite closers, like Liam Hendricks, they don't get that many. That They don't get like all these. They don't get nearly as much publicity. And there aren't many rumors swirling around them. Um, and talk about Melanson and Green. So, you know, hopefully we can find out more about, you know, who we're looking at for the bullpen. Um, but I, I do believe ahead. we, um, I think right now, I think we still do need two um, bullpen guys. I know losing. Shane right now and Mark, both as free agents, if we decide to bring them back. Also, a guy like Trevor Rosenstahl is still out there. Um, I'm not exactly sure who's still out there. We we bring in Victor Arano, I believe is how you say his name. Mm-hmm. He was good with the Phillies. Potentially, maybe he could show signs of doing something. But you also already have, I mean, guys in the bullpen you already have are, I mean, Chris Martin, Tyler Matzik, A.J. Minter. Um, Will Smith, um, Josh Tomlin was brought back on a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even Wasker Noah, I think you are just, you need to solidify that bullpen and with our rotation and resetting Marcel, I think we're in a great spot to mm-hmm. make another run at it. And another guy, Carl Edwards Jr. Oh yes. That was a very, very under the radar signing. And very I, under the I, radar. I know like because i post this stuff and i see i read the comments in my on my braves page people didn't seem that excited about carl edwards jr i got very excited carl edwards jr to get him that cheap on a minor league deal when he can potentially be one of our best relievers i really feel like he could be a huge huge missing piece in our bullpen would you like so one of the, this guy was one of the best uh, relievers on a team that came off just winning the World Series a year prior with the Chicago Cubs. He had in 73 appearances, 2.98 ERA. Um, what was this FIP? 94 strikeouts. He had a 3.4 FIP in 2017. He had a 2.93 um, FIP in 29 or 2018. Since he's left the Cubs, he got traded. Um, he was with the Mariners a little bit last year. He came in in five games, um, 4.2, four and two thirds innings, gave up one run. So 
if especially working with um, a guy like Rick Kranitz, I think definitely that could be a very under the radar signing that could yeah. go a long way. Yeah, it's kind of hard as like a guy who runs a Braves page to be like to really like get the message out there like this is actually a lot better than people think. But like you know, as a on a podcast, I can I can like actually talk about it. You know, there's only so much I can write down in a caption. So here we are. He um, um his career um strikeout per nine is twelve point one. That's awesome. That is very good. You know, his walk, he he does tend to walk a lot of batters. He does. But, you know, I think, you know, if we can work with his mechanics a little bit, he could really, really, really have a positive impact on the Braves in 2021. I think that's exactly, I mean, Rick Kranitz, I think is one of the best, one of the best pitching coaches in the Mm -hmm. game. And I think he definitely can get Carl back to what, he was in 2017, 2018 for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was also a big part of that bullpen and the Cubs World Series run. Yeah. And the, those teams. And, uh, you know, obviously, I think last year he was hurt quite a bit. Uh, but in the five games that he did pitch with the Mariners, he did really well. Uh, four, and, uh, four and two thirds, uh, two hits. Uh, one walk and six strikeouts. He gave, did give up one earned run, uh, but you know, obviously, and nearly five innings, only walking one batter. You know, that's a good sign that he still got it. So, um, I feel like if we can get that kind of production out of Carl Edwards Jr., that's huge, and, and he can definitely put up those kind of kinds of numbers. No doubt. And also, uh, something else that I've, I saw about Carl Edwards Jr., this guy keeps the ball in the ballpark very, very well. Uh, this guy's given up only 15 home runs in his career uh, in uh, over 180 innings. Uh, less than a, wow. 0.7 home runs per nine innings. That is, that is, that that is very r- impressive. That is elite. Yeah. You know, you look at a guy like Will Smith last year for the Braves. That was like three three and a half something like that i don't know the i don't know the exact amount but you know his, he, well, i'm not saying will smith the pitcher is like a bad pitcher he's great i i, I really think that uh will smith could be our closer if we needed him to he was great with the giants in 2019 he was an all-star um last year he uh his home runs per nine was 3.9 yeah, uh, in 2019 yikes. or 20, 2020, rather. Rarely so. nowadays do you find a ton of guys that keep the ball in the ballpark. Mm. I know maybe a guy like Mike Soroka is probably one of the best at that. Mm. I mean, you don't see too many pitchers that don't give up a lot of home runs nowadays. And I think, yeah, and, and definitely an under radar. In an age when everybody in Major League Baseball, every batter at least, not every batter, but most batters are trying to hit the ball as far hard and as far as they can to be have the ability to keep the ball in the ballpark that is a very underrated thing that a lot of people don't really look at it's something that i have i kind of ignored for the longest time but um i've really started to look at like the how many home runs 
these guys give up. And like Carl Edwards Jr., like it really caught my eye uh, to see his his ability to keep the ball in the ballpark. That is that's huge. So um, not only is we'll kind of also talk about Carl Edwards and our uh, offseason recap podcast, which is going to take place on February 26th. Um, and we'll also, you know, talk a little bit more about the Marcelo Zuna signing. That is just, it's such a big signing for us. Like if we can maybe get one more bat, I know that's kind of asking a lot when we our main need right now is bullpen. You know, we can finally say our biggest need is a power bat. We got our power bat. Now we need to focus on the bullpen more. But if we can go out there and get Justin Turner or maybe trade for uh, here, I'll say or Chris Bryant. Yeah, I'll say it. Like if we can trade for Jose Ramirez, like I I've never been like a big like Jose Ramirez. Like I've never been like really passionate. Like we got a sign for Jose Ramirez. I have read so many DMS being like, Get Jose, we got to get Jose Ramirez. I'm just like, no, we really don't. You know, we can get Austin Riley some time. But, you know, if Austin Riley can, you know, figure out that swing and, you know, work on his plate discipline, that's his biggest downfall is plate discipline and laying off those off speed pitches low and away. I think he, he can be, an, he can be a very, very good third baseman. And we've seen, we saw it when he came up. Was that 2018, 2019? He went on a tear when he first came up. 2019? Yeah. We saw what he could do. And I mean, the, know, guy was hitting, like... the guy was hitting bombs left and right in AAA, yeah. and then he came up and he was doing the same thing. And then there's always that patch that I feel like majority of players hit. I mean, guys like Juan Soto or those guys didn't really hit it much, but majority of players go through that slump where – People start to, yeah, when they start to get figured out, it's it gets tough on them. And mm-hmm. I think, I mean, just make the adjustments. I know, I mean, I've we've I played baseball my life, you played baseball, we know who the feeling. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think Austin, I think Austin's on the verge of a breakout year. I really do. I think mm-hmm. he's at that point where he's matured with his swing, and I think he's gonna have a huge year. I mean, I sure hope he has a huge year. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of Austin Riley. I would love, I would so love it to see Austin Riley develop into an elite third baseman. I mean, defensively, he's very undervalued with his defense. You know, I, I love, I love defensive stuff. Um, I know a lot of people are just like love focusing on the offense and. But Austin Riley's defense is very, very good. Offensively, pitchers have definitely figured him out. Uh, that his weakness is chasing the off-speed pitch low and away. Uh, you know, he gets eaten alive by sliders and curves. Um, he hits the fastball extremely well. And pitchers know that, so they throw their off-speed pitches, and he struggles. I think so it's if, very similar. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. Finish you. So, yeah, if he can, like, work with uh, – you know, our hitting coaches, Kevin Seitzer, uh, 
I think uh, Jose Castro is our assistant hitting coach, and uh, Chipper Jones was hired as a hit, hitting consultant. I feel like if he can work work on you know his plate discipline, I think Chipper Jones is a h- huge guy for Austin Riley to talk with, try and like you know keep an eye out, like be be more selective with the types of pitches that he swings at. I feel like he, Chipper Jones is going to really really help Austin Riley. I mean, keep in mind they're both third basemen. Chipper Jones was, uh, he's a Hall of Famer at that position, knows all about being a third baseman. I feel like he and Austin Riley could work and really figure, just bring the best out of Austin Riley. I really hope that happens. Um, Similar to what um, Dansby Swanson went through. um, When he first came up, he was always, you know, slider away, slider away, and he'd always chase. And then there was something that clicked in that, I believe it was twenty the 2019 season where he really – it was I wouldn't necessarily call it a breakout year, but you could tell the improvement. He was not mm-hmm. chasing that pitch, and he was driving stuff the other way. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what Austin needs. And I think we saw – I've seen shades of it. It, it, it. You've seen it before. He's got the power. I mean, I've seen him go up out of the chop house. I've seen him go to the bullpen. He has that ability. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a matter of knowing, and I think Chipper will definitely help with that. Yeah, something else about that 2019 season that you brought up. Uh, we had Josh Donaldson on that team. And uh, if you remember, I think Dansby Swanson and Josh Donaldson both got off to slow starts that year. And then Josh Donaldson all of a sudden went on tear and kept hitting bombs into the Braves bullpen. In right center field. I do remember that. And at that around that same time, Dansby Swanson kept slapping bases the other way, hitting bombs in the chop house. It was happening at around the same time. So I I I wonder if Josh Donaldson really helped out uh Dansby Swanson in that regard. Cause it because I mean it happened at like right around the same time where they both were just mashing hits the other way, left and right. It was, it, we saw Dansby Swanson really, he's, the first few weeks of the 2020 season, he, he, I think for a while there, he was sitting over 400, if I remember correctly. Maybe in the high still, 300s. Yeah. And he really cooled off uh, about halfway through the season. I feel like he was trying to hit bombs and pull the ball a lot more. But if Dansby Swanson wants to be successful, which, why wouldn't you? He's got to hit the ball the other way. I feel like in order to be successful, he's got to hit the ball to all fields. You know, we saw that with Ender Enciarte in 2017, um, and Dansby Swanson I, in 2019 when he took all those strides at getting that much better at hitting. Um, he just keeps getting better and better every year, and. You know, obviously, uh, since we're talking about, you know, the left side of the infield, you know, uh, Austin Riley, I hope he can definitely figure it out, maybe try to go the other way more. Um, I feel like he could be great at it. But if Austin Riley continues to struggle, we have a couple options just in case. Uh, you know, we have Camargo, who, in my eyes, uh, I'm not a huge believer in Johan Camargo, if I'm being honest. I think he's a little more too flashy for the type of player he is. 
Um, not saying I don't like Johan Camargo. I'm just not like, wow, Camargo's like insanely good. And then we also, if you remember, we re-signed Pablo Sandoval as yep. well. So, you know, obviously Pablo Sandoval, I feel like he could work with Camargo. Um, I'm not really sure if Pablo Sandoval is good with English. I think he probably is. I think, I think he's he been around he's, for a while. He's been around for a while. I think he knows English. So I feel like, you know, we got a lot of, you know, third base help. Uh, Shepard Jones and Pablo Sandoval, uh, a lot of experience. Two longtime third basemen. They could really, really help out some of these younger hitters. So it'll be a very interesting season. Uh, watch these guys progress. And obviously, bringing back uh, Marcelo Zuna. Whew, that lineup. I mean, after seeing things like, you know, I saw a thing on Twitter. Um, it was like the, the favorites were the, the Braves and the White Sox. Um, and, and the Rays were in there and mm-hmm. the Dodgers. And, I mean, I'm sure teams like the White Sox that were – that have the DH, they were probably like, let's go get this guy and bring him in and have him play and do DH. But he obviously, obviously Marcel wanted to stay in Atlanta. I mean, you could tell by that team friendly deal that he wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. And I think Alex getting it done, especially after what happened today with the Trevor Bauer news and everything Mm -hmm. with surrounding LA, I think Alex got the job done today. Yeah, and like the scare that Trevor Bauer gave everyone, every fan of every team besides the Mets in the National <laughs> League East, we were just like, we don't want to face the Mets this year. We really don't. If Trevor Bauer went in that Mets rotation, look out. Holy cow. Mets would be the powerhouse of the NL East. And that that's yep. crazy to say, but, you know, with – I mean, Braves are a great team, too. Like, don't get me wrong. This Braves team, we have won three straight division titles for nothing. Like, we have a legitimate team that can go a very long way in the playoffs and possibly World Series champions. We just got to get past the Dodgers, and that's going to be a lot tougher now with Bauer. But, you know, maybe an injury here, injury there with the Dodgers can open up a door for the Braves to, you know, finally get back into the World Series and win our first championship in 26 years. I mean, we've seen it like teams like the Nationals in 2019. You know, it 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 takes a lot to beat the Dodgers, but it's not impossible. You just yeah, got to... Keep in mind that we were a couple innings away from advancing to the World Series. This year. We were possibly a Mike Soroka away from mm-hmm. heading to the World Series. And I think now that we got Mike, hopefully back healthy. And if we can stay healthy with that offense and that rotation, and then you get a guy like Mark Melanson back, and then Trevor Rosenthal maybe other signs, or we get Shane Green back. I mean, I'm yeah. really excited now. This, I was excited before, but this really just puts it. At where a whole other level. I cannot wait. It puts it to a whole nother level. Like I cannot wait for opening day. Oh, opening day is going to be insane. I am it's so looking so forward fun. to opening day. I'm so excited. And then uh, talking about the bullpen again. Um, 
we're we're looking at you threw out some names earlier earlier in the podcast. You know, we still got everybody except for Lanson and Green, and we could still potentially bring those guys back. Uh, you know, keep in mind we also have Tucker Davidson, who was a stud in the minors. He only made one start, didn't go according to plan, but uh, you know, you gotta keep in mind he, this guy was insane in the minors. He could possibly be a long relief guy. Uh, maybe if Drew Smiley or if someone in a rotation starts struggling, I feel like Tucker Davidson could possibly be in the rotation by the end of the year. Um, we brought back Grant Dayton. Uh, Victor Arano, was a, it was a great pickup by Atlanta. Uh, was, and just like Carl Edwards Jr., uh, Arano's like, they're both under the radar, but they're both low risk very high reward guys so um and then we have martin matzik mentor the the m's in the bullpen we we got everyone except for melanson um and who knows we may be bringing him back too um we still have luke jackson which is concerning <laughs> if if i'm being honest like i think every brace fan luke jackson i'm sorry if you're listening uh, but it you're just not the guy for us. I mean, I think everybody's had it up to the their point where they can't every time you see whether you're up big or you're down big or whatever, every time Luke Jackson comes to the game, you are just you are biting your fingernails and you're like, oh my gosh, what is what happen? are we doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean. I was talking to my roommate. Like we were watching a Braves game one time, and I was just like, "We had just brought uh, Luke Jackson to the game," and I was just like, "How can anyone like be comfortable with Luke Jackson pitching?" And he, he's a he's a preacher's kid. He wants to be a preacher himself. He he said, "Well, at least he prays before he pitches." <laughs> and I said. <laughs> And I said, this is a true story. I said, well, so are all the Braves fans. <laughs> We're all on the edge of our seats when he comes in the game. I mean, it gets interesting every time. I mean, oh, if I mean, we got him again. We re-signed him. Uh, it was kind of an under the under the radar thing that happened, and I think I wrote it down somewhere when did we get him back um it was let me find it i want to say it was early november oh, maybe it was december 2nd oh. we avoided arbitration with grant dayton and luke jackson so we did something in december is it the most exciting thing in the world grant dayton i guess you could make an argument that might be the most exciting thing in the world but <laughs> Luke Jackson. Eh. I mean, there's a reason why Luke Jackson wasn't on the postseason roster for the Braves last year. Just throwing that out there. So, um, I don't. I really. I, I mean, look. I don't. I don't. It's not like I want to see our players do bad. 
I'm not, I'm not saying that I, I do want to see Luke Jackson do well, but we've given him how long has he been here? Three or four years. He hasn't been good at all. I think it's time that we move on with Luke Jackson. I, I, I just don't see why we keep giving him shot after shot after shot. I really don't. So. But Marcelo Zuno, holy cow, we got him. Marcel <laughs> is back. You know, if ever I get on like a rant, I'm, I'm ranting about like the Braves not doing enough, just yell Marcelo Zuna at me. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah. 2021, 2022. It's crazy to think we were talking. I mean, we did a podcast five hours ago saying how slow the Braves offseason has been. And then sure enough, four hours later, we're we're on another podcast talking about Marcelo Zuna being back. The fact that we're recording two podcasts in one day. I'm not complaining. I love doing this. This is fantastic. Luke, awesome. are you compl- uh, Luke, you like you said you like doing these. You love doing this. I'm not complaining. I love this. We're talking baseball. You know, that's at the end of the day. That's what I do. That's 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 what we do. I mean, what more do we? What more could you want? <laughs> and when you have your favorite team go out and re-sign a guy like Marcelo Zuna, man, I was like. I was locked in on my drive home I, I, or drive back to school. I, I like went to my dorm and like I was ready. I was ready to talk <laughs> about Marcelo Zuna. So our our lineup next year is going literally the exact same thing as last year. <laughs> so nothing new uh, except Pache in center. You know, Adam Duvall. Hopefully we might resign Adam Duvall. I hope we do. I don't know why we in the world we declined his option, uh, which is only like four million dollars, which is a steal for a player like Duvall. Just, I mean, I'm not questioning you, Alex Anthopoulos. I mean, I trust you again. <laughs> you know, I mean, you've regained you my trust. Could, could you imagine if we could bring a guy maybe like Justin Turner or somebody, put him at third, move Austin to right? And then put Ronald in center, and then maybe bring down Pache for a few months, and then have mm-hmm. resigned Duvall, and then maybe Pache comes up. You imagine the bench that could be. We, we might have the I best mean, bench in baseball if that happens. I mean, we would. We would. I mean, obviously, assuming that all happens, that's very optimistic. But if that could happen, that's very. You know, that's that's the goal. Will all happen? Mm-hmm. we will see but. you know i i don't think austin riley is that much of a right fielder I, I don't think he's let me let me just double check but i feel like if that were to happen i, I think you have to put austin riley out there because he's got to figure his swing out yeah um you know he's a great player he has a lot of potential um but you know if I feel like if he doesn't show signs of improvement this year, I feel like you might throw him into a trade some, some somewhere. Like I want maybe, to keep Austin maybe Riley. The, maybe maybe at the deadline, or mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like this might be the year that Alex Anthopoulos maybe makes that big deal. I mean, I don't yeah. know. He's very 
he's not known for doing the big deal, but is that the year? Is this the year? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, we don't know. I mean, he did. He was with the Blue Jays. You know, he 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 made a bunch of block, blockbuster moves. You know, he signed. He got like I think he got did the Jose Reyes trade. I believe he whatever. was also didn't. I believe he uh, was also. Josh Donaldson. Yeah, I was gonna say he was part of the bringing Josh Donaldson to the. That was the big Jays. big thing that Alex Antopoulos did. So, I think since that all didn't really work out, he's been trying to protect the farm system, and he's probably. I mean, I I get it. You know, if we just trade away all of our prospects for talent now, we're basically right where we started with a team that's loaded at the major league level, but in the minors, there's nobody. You know, we may have had like a, a top prospect occasionally. Like at one point, if you guys even remember this, Jose Peraza was our top prospect. And you'd be maybe like Jose Peraza, like, isn't that the guy who was with the Reds a few years ago? That was like, he was okay. He wasn't like great. Yeah. That guy. He was our top prospect at one point. And then you look back at, you know, 2013, 2014, would you guys like to know who our number one prospect was um, that year? He goes by the name of Lucas Sims. Lucas Sims. Lucas Sims. Um, also yeah, our, a red. Yeah, a red. And then also this one, actually, Tommy Listella, who just signed a three-year, $18, $19 million contract with the um, – who was it? The athletics giants, giants. giants. Yeah. Was it? Yes. Um, and then Christian Bethancourt, and then <laughs> Jose Peraza. So yeah. Bethancourt catcher slash pitcher now, which is weird. Is he still even in the league? I don't know. I think he's, in, I think he's in the minors somewhere. Hmm. I think he's in the Phillies organization. If I remember correctly, as a pitcher could be now wrong. or a catcher. still. I think he's both, which is, I don't, <laughs> these two-way players are so confusing like or if you look at a guy like Shohei Otani that's about as straightforward as you need like a starting pitcher DH that's that's fine yeah. but if you're like playing a position too you're con- you're confusing <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean I'm glad like you know the race have a guy Brandon McKay, Brandon McKay who I'm really high on uh I think he's he was also kind of like a DH pitcher type of guy but the Rays are just using him only as a pitcher. So yeah, I'm interested kudos to the Rays. Um, yeah, I'm interested <laughs> to see what they do there. Um, I know he was actually a very good first baseman at um, Louisville yes. um, from what I've seen. Um, so I assume he's probably going to be on the team next year with everything that's going on there. And, and no, who knows what Tampa's doing. They, you know, they just trade away everybody and restock and somehow make it to the world series or something. So, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, they're the race. They're the smartest team in baseball. They got all the analytics. They are. I mean, if you want to go into the analytics game, go join the Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> they know what they're doing. I mean, it is so different. They know, any, some, they know something they know we stuff, don't. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, Kevin Cash, if you're listening, join the podcast. We want to know what's going on down there. Huh? <laughs> I'm being serious. Like the Rays, like I mean, there's not another team in baseball like the Rays. I mean, no team even comes remotely close. I mean, teams are trying to copy them and like having an opener. I mean, even the Braves 
had AJ Minter as an opener in what was it, game four or game five of the NLCS? Game five, yeah. And he struck out seven and three X. Yeah, that was pretty solid, I think. That was solid. But, you know, I wouldn't try out new things in the playoffs. I know it worked out pretty well, but, like, you know, it's just weird. And it didn't really work out because we we did lose that game. And we lost the next two as well. So, you know, if you look back at the NLCS this year, Braves-Dodgers, we're up 3-1. So, obviously, if we had Soroka, that would be huge. But imagine if, you know, Felix Hernandez hadn't opted out. That would have helped. And Cole Hamels, what if he was healthy? There was so many what-ifs in that series. Like, straight up, like, you know, what what could we have done different? Because I feel like we did a lot of the little things right. So... Yeah. But the Dodgers, I, I feel like th- that team is unbelievable. It was unbelievable in 2020. And they're, I was actually, when I was picking up some lunch for a friend who's quarantined, um, I was walking down with a, another friend and uh, I said, I was talking about recording a podcast earlier today. And I said, I, I, I meant to say this on the on air for episode two but i had kind of forgotten the 2021 dodgers i feel like could be possibly the greatest baseball team of all time they might be one of the best teams yeah no not one of the best i think they might be the best like i'm serious like you know like 27 yankees they were really good but I don't think they had that much talent at each position. You know, you don't hear anything about the 27 Yankees rotation. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, I, I guess there were a few guys in that rotation that were probably like really good, but like off the top of my head, I can't name any of the 27 Yankee pitchers, to be honest. I mean, I, I, I do know quite a bit of baseball history, but you know, probably like 1950 on. Probably. I can't name a 27 Yankee pitcher. Uh, 2001 Seattle Mariners were insane. Edgar Martinez, uh, Brett Boone. Um, who else did they have? They had a lot of players. I mean, that's just a few of them. Uh, Ichiro was a rookie that year. One MVP and rookie of the year in the same year. Um, one, I think they won 116 games. Dodgers this year, they could do that. Yeah. So I feel like they, they could be a 120 win team, and we have never seen that. So I'm I'm glad that the players' association didn't want didn't agree to that deal at Manfred. Uh, you know, put like got out there. Um, because 154 games, you're taking away. It, Probably, I guess this year for the Dodgers, those eight games could probably be like, we'll just say like six and two, adding six wins onto their whatever record they would have had. That could be the difference between one of the best teams of all time and the best team of all time. I think the way that that team is stacked up 
They could be the best team of all time. Our listeners out there, if you agree or disagree, email me. Email us. Uh, what's our Gmail? Uh, TomhawkTalkOfficial at gmail.com. I'm new to that. We just kind of created that probably yesterday. So do you agree, disagree? Let us know. Um, but yeah, how, how about I read a few comments on the Marcelo Zuna signing? Have some fan reactions. Let's do it. Let's let's do it. All right. Let's do it. I, I know Luke's been a little quiet, so like, sorry. You you want to read them? Yeah. <laughs> Just, why not? I mean, if, if they have a, uh, if they have profanity, which on my page there tends to be quite a bit of profanity in my comment <laughs> sections. Not for me. I try to keep it family friendly, as as is this podcast. And I hope to keep it that way, obviously. I will, I will read you know. some. Yes. Okay. Uh, how about I just give a shout out to this first guy? <laughs> I was knew you were going to say this. <laughs> Andy Poole. Andy Poole. Shout out. Big shout out to you. This guy comments on every single Marcelo Zuna post. I really like this guy. And this, like, I've, uh, like, every single time he hit a bomb last year. Andy was like the first comment. I really like this guy, and I pin him every time. It is, it's it's awesome. This it's, guy. It's also, become a, it's become an ongoing meme, and it's awesome. It's so awesome. Sh- Andy, Andy, shout out to you. Yes, you shout out. And I actually, re- he said, I really like this guy. In all caps. I said, I responded to him. I said, I love this guy. So, all right, I'll read off some comments. Um, yes. a lot of yeses with um like a million s's on the end. Yes. Hallelujah. So awesome. With an option that can take it to 80 mil. Oh, I got to pin that. I don't think I put that in the caption. <laughs> Boosted this, Panda. You get a made... pin. Sorry. Sorry. Boosted Panda. Shout out. <laughs> this made my day. Me too. <laughs> Let's go. Don't read your own comment. <laughs> I'm not. That wasn't mine. That wasn't mine. I promise. Okay. Well, you commented that. <laughs> I know. I did. Huge shining for ATL. Personally, I think for 2021, it's Dodgers, Yanks, Braves, Padres, White Sox. I, I had a heart. I had a heart attack. God is good. <laughs> Amen. Amen. This is. I haven't seen excited Braves fans since this we advanced is, to the NLCS. Like this, this is, is exciting to see. This is like seeing a falling star. It is so rare to see happy Braves fans nowadays. It is. So, um, <laughs> um, uh, Jay Donaldson, eighty-three. I don't I wonder if there's any relation to Josh. Um, says. Heck yeah. He didn't say heck, but he said heck yeah. (laughs) The Dodgers will be defeated this year. That's bold. That's a very bold statement. I like it. I love it. Can we do it? That is yet to be, you know, we'll see what happens. I, is this the year? Obviously, Alex Anthopoulos, he knew all along, like Marcelo Zuna was going to be that guy 
that we had to go get in order to compete with the Dodgers, compete in National League East with the way that Mets are stacked now. Dadgum Steve Steve Cohen, new owner for the Mets, a billionaire businessman, diehard Mets fan, purchases the Mets and basically is willing to spend all of his money just on his franchise. So respect. If there's any billionaire Braves fans out there, just buy the team from Liberty Media, please. <laughs> Liberty Media is not. We don't need to be owned by a massive corporation. We need we need a little edge. You know, yeah. there's too many Atlanta Braves fans out there to disappoint all of us, you know? Hey, Chipper, if you're listening, Chipper, if you're listening, um, if you want to, you know, just like go and buy the team, that would be – and I I'm th- all for that. I don't think he has that much money. <laughs> Probably not. Probably I mean, not that I, much. I money. think we're worth. I don't know if we're. I don't. I don't know how much baseball franchises are worth. I don't. Know. A couple billion, probably. probably. I don't. I don't. I don't think Chipper has a couple billion dollars just to spend. <laughs> you don't think so? But uh, hey, Bill Gates, if you're listening, be a Braves fan, and uh, please, 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 please purchase the Braves. Forget Liberty Media. I mean, uh, first of all, Marcel Ozuna, like, that's huge. But, uh, <laughs> but like, we need a little more, you know? We, we we need some, we need depth. I mean, we got we got depth in the minors, but, like, you know, are we stacked at every position? Not really. You know, we're lacking a few things, I think. We're loaded with... Uh, you know, pitching prospects, you know, like with this team, like we're, there's a lot of question marks with starting pitching, you know, what are we doing going to do with Bryce Wilson, Kyle Wright, Tucker Davidson. Uh, and there's a few more on the way. You got Kyle Muller. Who, um, um I'm, shout, I'm out to Kyle, Kyle shout out to Kyle Muller. Um, uh, we're, both, a, we're both huge fans of Kyle Muller. I love Kyle Muller. I have him. I, Follow him on TikTok actually, and shout out to him. He was working on his game. Actually, um, hit ninety eight on the gun. Um, ninety eight. Ninety eight. Big nine eight. So, and and I think, and he got drafted out of high school, I believe. Yes. Uh, it, back in high school, he he was a great hitter too. Really? The guy can hit too. I didn't know. That. Want, I think. Let me. Uh, it was on his Wikipedia page. Uh, let me just pull that up real quick. Because uh, when I was planning on uh, making an episode on stuff that we, we did this offseason, the, the, the plans for the uh, offseason recap video or podcast, not video, um, I was doing a little bit of research because we added him to the 40-man roster and we were going to discuss that. But um, Muller attended Jesuit uh College Preparatory School of Dallas in Dallas, Texas. Shout out to that school. I don't even want to say that name. That's a mouthful. <laughs> he was a pitcher and an outfielder during his senior year. Okay, get the, get this. He set the National League, or not the National League record. He set the national record for strikeouts in a row. He really? struck out 24 batters in a row. Wow. You know, we're, we're talking about like, you know, who has the most consecutive strikeouts in the majors? 
I don't. I, I actually don't know that. Um, I, sh- I, I, I should probably know that, but I think it was. Um, I remember finding out who it was, but I can't think of it. Um, I think it was like 10, 11, I think. This guy had 24 in high school. <laughs> I mean, obviously, that isn't against major league hitting, but like, that's insane. I mean, I don't care who you're facing. You could be facing the worst JV team ever. Shout out to my high school career. If you followed me in high school, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, don't worry about it. Um, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. But uh, he, so after his senior year, he was named uh, the Gatorade Baseball Player of the Year. So wow. a national honor. He went 8-0 wow. and with an 0.46 ERA and 133 strikeouts. I don't know how many innings. It doesn't say that. But he hit... 396 with 15 bombs and 52 RBIs. Wow. Oh, my. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Kyle Moeller, everybody. Shout out to you. Come on the podcast. We'll have to, I'm gonna, we're going to have to DM him, see if we can get him on here eventually. Yes. Great guy. Okay. Well, um, let's see. Anything else that we – can discuss while we're still here. Um, so, oh yeah, we're, we're talking about the pitching prospects. So <laughs> we got caught up on Cal Muller. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let me just look up the top prospects real quick. I should, as a fan of um, this, dire fan of this team, I should probably be able to name a few more, but, you know, you know, when the pressure's on me, Meh, I don't remember them all. So, um, yeah, I got the big ones. Uh, I mean, of course, we got Jaseel De La Cruz as well. Um, he's our 10th best prospect right now. Um, Jared Schuster, uh, shout out to him. He, he follows me, follows my Braves page. Um, super nice guy. He agreed to do a QA with me earlier this offseason. Uh, go check that out if you're interested. Um, Freddie Tarnock, uh, who's who actually wanted me to, to keep doing Q and A's. I reached out to a lot of players and I got left on read a lot, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he wanted me to do uh, more Q and A's. So I, I tried and it didn't really work out, but he's our 11th best prospect. Um, he's it's his ETA uh, or is that? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't really sure if that was what was called for minor league players. His ETA, his ETA is actually 2021. I did not know that. Wow. Um, so same with uh, De La Cruz. Um, same with Muller. As on, along with uh, Daisbel Hernandez. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, not too familiar with him. No. Oh, oh wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. I am so sorry. That was not Freddie Tarnock who <laughs> who told me to do. Uh, the Q and A's. It was Victor Vodnik, who's another pitching prospect. I always get those two confused for some reason. So, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we got a lot of pitching prospects, and we could definitely trade away some of these. I'm, I mean, I'm a big fan of some of these guys. I don't want to part with <laughs> like too much, but you know, obviously, where do these guys fit in our plans? 
that is that's kind of something that you know is kind of up in the air so um definitely i feel like we could definitely use a couple of these and maybe a guy like Yohan Camargo or Ender Inciarte and throw in Luke Jackson as well. Yeah. <laughs> any, any way we can get rid of Luke Jackson is a win. No offense, Luke Jackson, but yeah, okay. I've already gone through that. We won't go through it again. <laughs> I think a lot of Braves fans will agree with me too. I don't think there aren't too many people out there who's going, who, who are going to disagree with me. Mm-mm. So, you know, unless you're a huge Luke Jackson fan, we should probably meet up. I want to hear, I want to hear it. I want to hear like, why do you like him? Let me know. Um, but yeah, I feel like we could definitely throw in a few of these pieces uh, to get a guy, you know, let's say like Jose Ramirez or maybe, you know, go out there and get an ace. I mean, I know we have Freed, Soroka, Anderson, but get an ace with a lot of experience. You know, we got Charlie Morton. He's not an ace anymore. I don't think. In in my eyes, he's. I think he's our number a three, number three, four starter. Yes, yeah, settled three four. So, if we can go out there and get a true ace, you know, I'm not going to mention names because I'm not going to, you know, get anyone's hopes up. Like, we're going to go get Walker Buehler. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> but, you know, just just throwing that out there. If we can you know, maybe put a few of these guys in, in a trade proposal to, to try and get uh, like an ace who has a lot of experience. I feel like that could be a huge piece and, uh, and a, for a world series contending team. I feel like we, we probably need a guy like that. I mean, I'm, I'm, no names specifically because I don't, I don't think anyone's really out there on the market right now. Yeah, um, I don't think anybody's super. But, you know, if the time were to come where we could go out there and get somebody, um, I feel like that could be, since we got the power bat, that's that's really, obviously the bullpen, and then if we can get an ace-type pitcher, then I think we're set. So, but yeah, we'll talk more about this um, for our um, next podcast. No, for the um, oh, off-season sorry, recap. For, yeah, off-season recap podcast. Uh, that, once again, that's February 26th. Mark your calendars. That's a big day. We, we got a special guest uh, host for that one. Um, so please tune in. Uh, also, that that's going to be when a lot more of you are probably going to come along and follow this podcast. Cause I'm going to be making that announcement a few days before that. So I feel like once I announce um, this podcast on that page, if you guys didn't know, um, <laughs> if you're just wondering, why did I set a, uh, an announcement date that, that late? It's because I, I have never done a podcast before and I didn't know, how I was going to do this. I was going to give myself a little bit of time to kind of figure things out. And it was a lot easier than I had anticipated, (laughs) but (laughs) so that's why I'm kind of like, but I I had the date set way ahead of time. And now I realize I should have probably made it sooner, (laughs) but 
Um, for my Twitter followers, it's going to be announced on the 14th. So I feel like once I announce this stuff, this might be the first episode that they'll listen to to just hear what we have to say about Marcelo Zuna. So yeah. hopefully you guys weren't disappointed. <laughs> I feel like this was a great episode just to talk about the Braves. For sure. And the 2021 season and the years moving forward because we're going to have Ozuna locked up for a while. That's huge. So, um, so I, think we, I think we're about ready to wrap up. But we do have one more segment. Um, Marcelo yes. Zuna will be presented in a walloped edition. Yes. Wait, how many comments do I have on my I saw like my notification said like 83 something. I, th- I think it said 83 comments, but I clicked away from it. So I, I saw 83. <laughs> uh, I'm famous. <laughs> uh, I'm a celebrity here. Uh, but uh, let's let's find a wallop uh, and finish the episode on that. Um, so any final remarks, Luke? I'm excited. I'm excited to have Marcel back and excited to see what 2021 holds. So, Absolutely. Um, let me find one that's like clutch, clutch, you know, got to have Chip Carey going in. Like he's got to be really excited. Yes. <laughs> so uh, this one was a absolute bomb on September the 6th, 2020. Um, and he almost cleared the bleachers in left field and uh i, I kind of made a joke in my caption that said uh ozuna almost cl- clears bleachers sack cast 370 feet so little shout out to shock or uh, there's not so much a shout out but more like you know it was more of a it was more of a jab it was a jab at it was a jab it was a jab that was actually the word i was going for but i couldn't think of it for the life it was a jab at Statcast. (laughs) yeah so um let's see i don't i don't remember how far this was but uh i hope chip carry got very excited i mean he said a walloped so he got excited um so let me get it let me get this ready for you guys to just admire the walloped you know, all hail the walloped. Chip Carey, if you're listening, do this for every home run in 2021. We won't <laughs> complain. So, until next time, I'm David Waters. And I'm Luke Harden. Thank you for listening to episode three of Tomahawk Talk. Um, use my promo code, Braves News, on SeatGeek, $20 off. Any, any event you can possibly imagine. And parking. Use it. It helps a lot. Email us. Follow us on our socials. And we will catch you in the next episode. Have a great couple of days. Swing and a high fly ball. Wallop deep left. Holt will turn and admire that, baby. Long gone by Ozuna. He pulled it just a touch too much. Otherwise, that would have hit the target left. But a long home run for Marcel, his 13th of the year.